I, I put a posted a message on Facebook saying uh, if anybody sees these dogs, and I posted some pictures because we we weren't sure at the time, right? If uh, if maybe they'd gotten out and because of the fire panicked and ran. Sure. So, uh, just asking people and a, a whole lot of people. I mean, I think there were over a hundred shares of that. Yeah. And uh, and people all over were looking for those animals, and it was you know pretty sad to have to say no they didn't make it so Man. but I had friends and and uh, that had uh, come to the house and were were searching uh, a lot of people a lot of people came to help wow. it was a, a, a pretty impressive outpouring of, of support from from the community Imagine being out of town when you get a frantic call from your son saying that your house is on fire. The relief you feel that he wasn't in the house when it caught fire is quickly replaced by grief that your three dogs weren't so lucky. Then the realization that your family has the clothes on their backs and that's it. Everything else is gone. That's exactly what happened to Randy Large in 2021. Construction on his new home has just begun in early 2023, and he's finally ready to talk about the roller coaster ride that's been the last two years. Because we have a lot to discuss, we're going to break this interview into two parts. I normally end up cutting two thirds of the content of these interviews so I can meet my time limits, but this one is too important to cut. In 2021, a small brush fire quickly got out of control and rapidly spread to Randy's home, completely engulfing it in flame. There was nothing left. The fire happened on a Sunday, Randy couldn't make it back home until Tuesday, and the house was still smoldering when he arrived to find a pile of rubble where his home once stood. What do you do when that happens? How would you handle it? We're going to find out exactly what Randy did to come out of this devastating situation. Want to see how it goes? Come along for the ride in Ken's Think Tank. Ken's Think Tank is made possible by the following sponsors. Ken Collins Marketing. It's simple. We help small business owners get more customers. Are you tired of the same old boring merchandise? Do you want to add some flair to your life? Introducing Ken's Treasure Chest. We offer a wide variety of unique and high quality consumer products from t-shirts to puzzles, phone cases to metal posters. Visit kenstreasurechest.com today and add some treasure to your life. Show our sponsors some love. If you're watching the video, show us some love by smashing the like button. And remember, the views and opinions expressed on Ken's Think Tank do not necessarily reflect those of our sponsors. So Randy. So Ken. I finally don't have to wear a jacket. It's starting to warm up. Yeah. You just I wasn't styling. sure. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> it's, it's new. <laughs> of course, everything is, right? <laughs> right, exactly. It has to be new. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Dallas so, humor. <laughs> so it's been a few years since we had you on the show. Yeah, I Several think years. it was think uh, you your second show. I think you were season one, yeah. Yeah. Was uh, Scott Nicklin your first? Yep. Yep, I was your second. And so we haven't had you back on since then. Yeah, that's right. I guess it was wow. you know, my brand. I don't know. 
your words lasted a while. What year was that? Was it 2019? Um, that would have been pre-pandemic. 17 or 18. Oh, this wow. is season seven right now. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, we we had you on the first year and the seventh year. Ah. Okay. <laughs> wow. Uh, but this time, so what? What year? People don't know what we're talking about yet. But what year was was that? That the fire? Yeah. Uh, it was 20. Let's see, 2021. Was May, it May 16th? Yeah. So tell people what happened. So what? Uh, you know, let me kind of set it up in terms of man how the whole last three years have been uh, otherworldly. Um, you know, when the, the pandemic first started to break, yeah. my daughter uh, and her boyfriend were living in uh, Denver at, with their best friend. And uh, my son was living here with me and actually managing a, a hotel uh, in town. So when the pandemic hit, I was very concerned. I wanted my family close. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, my daughter living in a big city, working in hospitality. And after a few weeks in, it became, you know, the writing on the wall was, I don't know that the hotels are going to stay open. Right. And so I was calling her every day. How's everything going? Are you doing okay? You know, and she was saying, yeah, employees are, are getting quarantined and it's, you know, a challenge. And of course I was, I was still at PESCO at the time. So, uh, I understood what she was going through, but every day I was like, come home, yeah. you know, come yeah. home. Uh, we can take care of whatever we need to. And she goes, well, I can't come home. I've got my boyfriend here. Our best <laughs> friend is here. My boyfriend's mother is staying with us. I said, bring them all. Right. <laughs> bring them all. I've got a big house, you know. <laughs> uh, and, and so uh, after a, a couple of months of uh, convincing her, uh, they all decided, all right, we're going. And uh, they all work for the same company and they all got laid off the same day. So wow. it was funny because they'd all called in sick that day and had packed everything up. <laughs> we're heading to Farmington. And so uh, the, the uh, call came while they were on the road. <laughs> They're like, you they, know what? I know you're sick, but don't bother coming back. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so um, they all came. And um, uh, my, uh, their, my daughter's uh, and her boyfriend's best friend actually ended up staying with my ex-wife and... Uh, my son gave up his room t to uh, my daughter and her boyfriend Michael's uh, uh, mother, and he just stayed at the hotel. So okay. we were all living together, and yeah. I'll tell you what—it was a wonderful time. It yeah. was just great. Um, I'd come home from work, and they'd have this great meal prepared, right. and we'd all eat together, you know. And the ex would come over, and we'd all uh, eat and play games. And yeah. I mean, it was just. Uh, it was a very special time and I, like I heartwarming. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think that's kinda how families used to be right. more like. And, right. And now, you know, with people scattered to the winds, I think that's much more rare. Yeah. But I just so appreciated every every bit of it. And and after a few months his mother went back home to New Jersey, uh, Michael's mother, uh, and um, um, the the friend actually went back to Nashville. So uh, it was just um, my son, my daughter, her boyfriend, and me living in the house. Okay. And on uh, about May 12th or so, uh, we took a trip uh, to New York, actually New Jersey, just outside of New York, to, uh, to just hang out for a while. Uh, Michael's family lived there. That's my daughter, Megan's boyfriend. Right. And so we uh, all um, 
flew to New York to uh, uh, meet his side of the family. Yeah. And uh, it was a great trip. And, and uh, on the 16th, we, we got up early. We and, and my son, by the way, stayed home, uh, take care of the dogs and uh, the house. And so, and you know, he was, uh, I think by then, the hotel had sold and he'd left the hotel. So that morning in New York, we took the train into town uh, uh, to the city and uh, uh, just had this fantastic day at a botanical garden oh, yeah. in New York. If you've ever, if you've ever been there, uh, it is just this wonderful, yeah. it's a wonderful day, flowers and unique trees and plants. And so we went and saw the World Trade Center and we sat at a, a dog park for about an hour and just, it was a beautiful day and there were a lot of people out and uh, and you're just kind of seeing the city and chilling and having a, a great time. Yeah. We took the ferry back to uh, New Jersey and uh, was at Michael's uncle's house, uh, had just had dinner and my phone rang and it was my son and he was uh, panicked and he said, the house is on fire, the house is on fire. And he was running and I said, what are you talking about? He said, the house is on fire. I left a few minutes ago. Uh, I saw the smoke. I'm, I'm, I'm running back. The police tried to stop me, uh, but I'm, you know, running down our road. And I said, put your, call me back on FaceTime. And uh, uh, he, and I'm standing there waiting and I'm just in shock, you know. I thought, what, what could have happened? And uh, it took him a minute because he tried to get in the house because we had three dogs. Yeah. Uh, in the house and he opened up the door and there's just black smoke I guess came out and he could see the stairs on fire it was fully engulfed yeah. in flame and uh, fireman pulled him back and said no no you, you can't go in there and so uh, he he pulled back and called me on FaceTime and showed me and the whole thing was was in place wow. yeah. shocking just unbelievable and what had happened uh, was you know how dry it was yeah um, uh, the power lines um, uh, down in the field, we were right at the edge of a mesa, gorgeous view of the valley uh, between Farmington and Bloomfield, and uh, uh, some power lines arced yeah. and actually melted, and the melted metal started a brush fire. Oh. And we've got a, a video from a dash cam that the, uh, the, the fire commander had, uh, and basically he pulled down below and uh, uh, you know, pointed his truck towards it, and he was, you know, calling in and people and everything else. And it was mm -hmm. just a small brush fire yeah. down on the valley floor. And then it started to go up the hillside, and within, I would say, three minutes, yeah. my house was on fire. Oh it was just, God. and it it totally destroyed everything. Yeah, there was, and and the dogs uh, were were stuck inside. We had a door open so they could get in and out. Yeah, but it was on the back side of the house. They couldn't and, get there. Uh, yeah. And they that was where the fire came up. So we lost all three dogs. You're getting this news remotely. You're clear across the country. Yeah. When you're getting this news that's being delivered by your son. Yes. So you're feeling for him and you're also feeling just completely helpless. Yeah. There to was... do anything. There was absolutely nothing I could do. I was I was uh, grateful that my my son was okay, um, and also at the same time struck with the idea that all he had was the clothes on his back. Yeah, because what he had done was um, he was uh, 
going to visit a friend, so he walked outside, and uh, the neighbor called him over uh, to the fence, and they were having a discussion, and a fire truck drove down our road, and uh, we're at a dead end. Right. If you turn just before our house, there's a road that goes down to the bottom. So the fire truck came down our road, stopped, uh, and he walked over to see uh, what was going on because he thought maybe our neighbor was ill. Uh, she'd been in ill health, and uh, the truck just backed up and took off. The fire had already started. It was right. going, and uh, he didn't even know. He couldn't smell it. I mean, it was thick, you know, right. thick brush and everything down there. So he had no idea what was going on, and um, so he finished talking to the neighbor, um, got in his truck, sent me a text and said, hey, a, a fire truck just came down our road. I wonder if, if our neighbor is okay, you know? And uh, I said, well, we'll, we'll, we'll check later um, and didn't give it much thought. Yeah. He left um, and um, uh, drove to a friend's house, which was about a mile away. And as he was pulling into the friend's house, he could see our house from there Yeah. and uh, could see the fire. And so he jumped in, um, uh, the, the truck, and, or actually, I don't think he got out, took off and ran, uh, and the police had arrived and had blocked the road, and he ran right past the cop, and uh, um, I was yelling. That's when he was on the phone with me. Uh, I was yelling that, uh, hey, my dogs are in there, you know? Yeah. My dogs are in there. So he had a, a husky named Mello, and right. uh, I had two lab crosses, uh, Tiger and Lexi, uh, and they were both... All three were just terrific dogs. Yeah. Terrific dogs. But he had lost everything except the clothes on his back. Uh, now, I, I was grateful. I had, you know, four changes of clothes um, in my suitcase. Right. Uh, my daughter and her boyfriend had a few changes of clothes, but bottom line was we had nothing else. Yeah. Um, my truck was parked at the airport in Durango, so I still had my truck. Right. Um, and that was it. Uh, I tried to get a, a flight back right away and couldn't. Uh, and so that it happened on a Sunday afternoon, and um, I couldn't get home till Tuesday morning. Um, and and so um, I arrived actually Tuesday really late, and um, uh, went and stayed. Uh, uh, man, I can't remember where I stayed that first night. Yeah, those kind of details start to become a blur. Yeah, because yeah, it was all a just blur. Much more important things. And I, I you know, and I, I was another thing that tore me up was initially we didn't know what had caused it, and my son uh, thought maybe he'd left the stove on or something, or you know, he had right. no idea and was, you know, in in agony, uh, wondering if he had right. caused it. Uh, now, early on, the firemen told us, looks like it started down below in the field. So, uh, I mean, I'm glad we found that out right away because he was, uh, he was devastated by it. Of course, yeah. you know, all of us yeah. lost everything we owned um, in an instant. Uh, when I arrived Tuesday morning, there was, uh, in, in, inside the foundation of what was the house, there were still flames going. It was still burning. Um, the firemen, because my house had been fully engulfed, focused on saving the houses in the area, and right. uh, there was nothing they could do for mine, which, which was, for certain, the right decision. Man, uh, but it was still burning, 
And so they were just trying to keep it from spreading. Yeah, there were fire crews from three different districts that had arrived. I think the furthest was uh, Red River. A uh, fire crew had come in, and the fire was, was going for three days. Uh, it was all along those hillsides. It wasn't yeah. fully out of control or anything. They had it contained really quickly uh, and under control uh, pretty quick, but they were mopping up for about three days, Yeah, mop-up op- operations. And, you know, the, the fire crew uh, put the priority on finding my pets, uh, and so we, uh, my son and I dug a grave uh, by our apple tree, which uh, is one of two trees that survived. Wow. <laughs> and uh, uh, that's where they are now. Uh, my my uh, part of my crew at Pesco made a nice iron cross for me, and uh, we have it up uh, by the uh, at the dog's grave yeah. by the apple tree. Ken's Think Tank is made possible with help from these fine sponsors: Basin Home Health and Hospice, keeping you healthy, happy, and home since 1992. Durango Joe's with a smile, a warm greeting, and a great cup of coffee. I know who you are. I know what you want. If you're looking for print and radio ads, I can tell you that's not what I do. But I do have a particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a godsend for business owners like you. If you hire Ken Collins Marketing to build your website, people who look for you online will be able to find you. But if you don't, they will look for you. They won't find you. And you'll go out of business. KenCollinsMarketing.com